Hi, welcome to Unleash Ministries podcast, where Pastor Nathan Sanford will guide us through daily Bible studies, prophetic revelations, and life-changing encounters with the Father's love. Join us for near daily content as we dive into the Word of God. This is the Unleashed podcast. I am Pastor Nathan Sanford, and, you know, I think we've been (laughs) waiting for, I've been doing a lot of study and a lot of prayer before I started a new book, and because we had just finished 1 Peter and 2 Peter, Hebrews, so if you want to know anything about those books at all, and you just want to get into the Word and go through the Word with me, um, that's pretty much what we've been doing the last, uh, gosh, like for a long time now. So <laughs> now I was praying and praying and praying. And I'm like, Lord, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want me to do? And I really felt strongly like you wanted me to do Galatians. And <clears throat> honestly, I was kind of like hesitant, n- not because I don't want to do Galatians, but honestly, because I really do want to do Galatians. In, in other words, what I mean by that is I... Um, I, I love the book of Galatians. I feel like it's my book. And I, <laughs> I know that, like, you know, it's everybody's book. I get that. And I understand the whole word of God is, is awesome. And we need to get into the whole word. In fact, is the whole reason why we're doing this whole podcast is specifically to address the lack of biblical teaching that I kind of see going on in lots of places. So to at least give what people a place they can go and go chapter by chapter, verse by verse through the whole Bible and get a real understanding of what does the word say, let it pierce us, let it change us, and really let it equip us and prepare us both for what's happening now and for what's coming. So I just want to like say all that as a way of saying like I didn't want to do Galatians mostly because I'm so excited about Galatians that I wanted to like save it. I don't know. It's like, (laughs) you know, you have like dessert or something and you don't want to eat it like i had pumpkin pie it's like one of my favorite things especially if it's like super good pumpkin pie and you don't you don't want to eat pumpkin pie first at thanksgiving you know you want to wait and do it like you know after you're done eating everything else so that's kind of how i want to do with galatians like wait we have to wait till this huge build up for galatians because i'm gonna like this is gonna be awesome and the reason i think it's gonna be awesome and i want you all to hear this is just because i think i talked about this before but I'll talk about it briefly. I know I've never talked about it on this podcast. So um, I do want to tell you basically why Galatians is this way to me. So I met with a guy named Peter Young. If you don't know Peter Young, he's an awesome pastor, a friend of mine who lives in Denver, Colorado. He has a great church. It's called Ridgeway. Um, It's kind of actually really close to downtown Denver. And other than the parking being horrible, the (laughs) church is awesome. And I love it. I love the church. It's probably, I think, and I don't know if this is still true, but I assume it probably is. It's definitely one of the larger sort of uh, charismatic, spirit-filled churches in the area, uh, for sure. I don't know. It it might be the largest. It's definitely, um, you know, I I think if I lived in Denver, at least uh, Denver area, still, I probably would go to his church because I just love Ridgeway. I think it's a great place. But anyways... I, to make a long story short, without going to detail here, because I could not do that, um, but I, I went to go see Peter Young uh, a few years ago. Maybe I think it, maybe it was four, no, five years ago now. And five years ago, I went to see him. It was like mid-April. I want to say it was like April 14th, and that you'll see why that's important in a second. 
But we started having this conversation and we're just talking. And at some point, I don't even remember how this actually happened, but the Lord just hits him. And I don't know if he's even praying. I can't remember how it happened, but the Lord hits him and he looks over at me and he goes, Galatians is your book. God is going to speak Galatians through you and you're going to set a generation free. And I was like, wow, you know, this is super powerful. And, and he specifically spoke over me Galatians 4 and 5. And he was saying how I was going to teach what was in, or not even just teach, but like become essentially was what he said, those uh, chapters, Galatians 4 and 5. And it was going to break chains and set people free. And he started prophesying this whole thing about Galatians. So I felt like it was definitely the Lord. So of course I went home reread Galatians 4 and 5 like a hundred times like just I almost got to the point where I memorized them at that time you know like I guess now five years ago or so or five and a half years ago and I just you know they got into me and it's definitely still there well anyway that night I went to bed I went to sleep and I had this crazy encounter with the Lord so about three or four in the morning which tends to be God's encounter time so if you haven't um, <laughs> yet had an encounter with God, I pretty much guarantee you he, it will be like three or four o'clock in the morning. Anyways, um, I hope that's not true. <laughs> Maybe you'll get a nice one at like 630. But and sometimes that happens. But typically it's like four o'clock in the morning. So anyway, I wake up and my whole body is shaking. I feel like the power of God. I feel like, oh, I'm I'm literally vibrating like my whole body's actually shaking. I was like, whoa, I mean, literally, like actually, literally not like Gen Z, literally, which is actually figuratively, but they say literally. I mean, like actually, literally, <laughs> I was shaking under something. It was like definitely the power of God. I could feel the presence of God. And I actually hear a voice. It's like an audible voice. And, uh, you know, I used to say the audible voice of the Lord. And honestly, I guess I can't guarantee that it was the voice of the Lord. <laughs> I knew it was coming from God. So whether it was like an angel or the voice of the Lord, I don't know. But I heard a voice from God, I guess is what I could say. I knew it was from the Lord. And the voice uh, said this, assassination 50 years ago, assassination 50 years ago, assassination 50 years ago. And it said it three times, just like that. And my whole body was reverberating and vibrating under this assassination 50 years ago, assassination 50 years ago. And I was like, what in the world? You know, and my, I am just shaking. I actually wake up Mindy and I said, love, I have heard the voice of the Lord <laughs> or whatever. I've heard this voice and my body's shaking. I feel the power of God. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And all I hear is assassination 50 years ago. And so she is so out of it. She's kind of like, yeah, okay, you know, whatever. I don't know, really know what you're talking about. Like, and, and of course, she's half asleep. And now I'm like buzzing under the power of the spirit and going like, this is nuts. So anyway, I end up um, Googling it, of course. Like, I actually Google assassination 50 years ago because I think like, what's going on? Did something happen? And sure enough, you'll never believe this. Like, on that day that I woke up, which I think was April 14th or 15th, something like that. Um, in 1968. So this is literally April um, of 2018. And I am having this encounter in April of 2018, assassination 50 years ago. And <clears throat> I feel actually before I Google and before I look up what the heck this is, I end up having this major uh, word. So I feel this, I hear, I literally hear uh, audibly assassination 50 years ago. And then I begin to pray and I begin to go, Lord, because I'm, I'm just vibrating under the power of God after I woke my wife up and told her what was going on. I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is crazy. I feel the power, something about assassination. And I feel the Lord say, I poured out a spirit of freedom for the generation, the previous generation. 
50 years ago or over 50 years ago. It was like, I feel the Lord. Now this I'm not hearing audibly. I'm just, I'm just praying and feeling it in my spirit, like God speaking to me. And he says, I poured something out. It was a spirit of freedom. It was a spirit of liberty and grace and love on a generation. And I see in my mind's eye the Jesus people movement. So I see the Jesus people movement, and I know God had been pouring this power and glory out on the Jesus people and the Jesus people movement. And then he said, but it got assassinated. It got assassinated. And that's assassination 50 years ago. And I was like, okay, so at this point, I'm like, I've got to Google this. So I finally Google assassination 50 years ago. And, and remember, again, this is April of 2018. And I look, and oh, oh my gosh, the first thing that pops up is literally on that day. It was like April 14, 15. I don't remember exactly what day it was, but it was something like that. In April, uh, it was Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated on that day in 1968, literally 50 years ago <laughs> to the day. I mean, it was really, really weird. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm sitting here hearing assassination 50 years ago and I hear it. And, and of course, I have no idea. I mean, I knew that Martin Luther King Jr. had been assassinated. I knew it was in the 60s at some point. I mean, I knew this obviously from studying history and stuff. I, I knew that, um, I mean, that's basically what I knew. I knew that he, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated sometime in the late 60s. Uh, and that's pretty much all I knew. So I, I'm waking up Googling this under the power of God. He says assassination 50 years ago. And all of a sudden I realize, oh my gosh, I'm having this encounter on the 50-year anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr., and it is like, I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And the Lord told me that he had unleashed a spirit of freedom and liberty and it had been assassinated 50 years ago. But he began to speak to me that this is the 50-year jubilee and that he was going to be, again, going to be pouring out a spirit of freedom on a generation and that it was going to be powerful and glorious. And a big, huge chunk of it had to do with the book of Galatians because that's what Peter had just prophesied over me. And I'd just been reading Galatians 4 and 5 like over and over and over and over. So that's why this book is of special importance and significance to me. It was like this was such a big deal uh, at the time. And, it, you know, it still is in my spirit. I still haven't, honestly, to this day, I have not really seen like the any kind of a fullness of what I felt or even a I mean, even a beginning, I mean, like a barely beginning of what I felt in terms of freedom coming through this generation. And, and you know, that, that spirit of freedom that the Lord said he was going to do a year of Jubilee, like in the 50th year, he's going to begin to pour it out. I, I certainly haven't seen that. In fact, I'd almost say I saw more bondage, you know, come over a generation. So I'm like, Lord, did I hear you wrong? Like, is, you know, is this, I mean, you're telling me about freedom and assassination and the 50 year Jubilee. And you were like, going to change all this and it seems like the opposite happened you know we had like the rona and i mean i just all that stuff so i don't understand that like in god's timelines because now we're like five years five and a half years whatever removed from that 2018 encounter that i had and i still haven't seen it but all i can tell you is this like i'm going to believe that there's one person and in particular one young person but if there's just any person right now but but especially that one young person that's going to hear these teachings on galatians and be set free I mean, that'll be enough. Like, that'll be awesome. If there's a kid who can be set free, um, religious kid or kid trapped in sin, either one or both, um, being totally set free right now, I'm just, I'm going to pray for that. So anyway, so let's go ahead and get to the book. We're going to barely get it started here. Um, but I just want to start off by saying, uh, again, Galatians is written to address a very specific group of people 
who we're going to go into. We're going to get into this deeply in a second, but um, let's just start off right away. Galatians 1, 1, and I'm going to pray that the power and the freedom that hit me in my bed um, five years ago in April of 2018, where God said, I'm releasing a p- power of freedom that it will come over you right now, that you will hear this and it will hit you. And most people who are in bondage don't even know they're in bondage. Like a lot of people don't know they're asleep until they're awake. Like a lot of people don't know they're slaves until they're free. And they, and again, they, they don't realize how much bondage and, and religious gunk that they're under until it begins to be broken by the power and love of God. And all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was ever under that. And a whole new wave of freedom comes. So I'm going to pray that that happens. So let's listen to Paul here. He's writing, of course, to the churches uh, surrounding Galatia. And he says this, Paul, an apostle. And I like this, not sent from men, nor through the agency of man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. I, I love this because Paul, right off the bat, like, because people have, by the way, been accusing him, the people that he is going after, the people he's mad at that are screwing up the Galatians, had actually been accusing Paul of not being a real apostle. They're basically saying he's not real. He's not a real apostle. Um, because, you know, he didn't see walk with Jesus because at that time, like they would they thought of someone who was an apostle of uh, someone who's wide, writing scripture and someone who was an apostle. But to them at that time, you can find this in the book of Acts was basically somebody who had walked physically with the Lord, like from basically his baptism. So from Jesus baptism to his resurrection, like this was somebody who walked with him, who sat with him, who saw him both before and after the resurrection. And of course, Paul didn't do any of those things. So they were coming and accusing him of being like, you're not actually an apostle um, because, you know, nobody recognizes this. Like you didn't see Jesus as far as like, um, you know, you didn't walk with him. You clearly were, you know, you're busy killing Christians uh, most of the time and definitely not (laughs) following Jesus. So he's saying this to them. He's like, look, man, I'm not sent from men nor through the agency of man. But it's Jesus Christ who has called me an apostle and, of course, appeared on him on the road to Damascus. And then he says, verse two, and all the brethren who are with me to the churches of Galatia, he says, grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're going to find out right away why they need grace and why they need peace, because the people who are there have disturbed both what grace is and what peace is which we're going to get into that later on. But um, it's just interesting. that he, It's not just a greeting. You see that a lot in greetings, like grace and peace. But I think this one was more poignant because of exactly who he's talking to. He says, who gave himself for our sins so that he might rescue us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. Now, I want you to understand, there's actually been some really weird teaching along just that phrase right there. So... <laughs> where he says, who gave himself for our sins so that he might rescue us from this present evil age. There's actually people who point to that and go, ha ha, pre-tribulation rapture right there. Left behind is right. Because they're saying he's going to rescue us from this present evil age. Like he's going to come rapture us. And I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. That is way not being addressed right here. Like the (laughs) point of this passage has nothing to do with the second coming of Christ and the rapture and the end times. None of that. What he's saying is this, that Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins 
so that he might rescue us from this present evil age. Now, if we're going to reconcile that phrase with everything Jesus said about the kingdom of God being in here and now, what he's saying is this, that in this present evil age that is currently influenced by the enemy, the kingdom has invaded and Jesus Christ has given himself up and, and broken the power of sin so that we can be rescued from this evil age, not taken out of it, but rescued from its influence, rescued from its power, rescued from its domination, that through the kingdom of God in the here and now. So that's the gospel, at least it's a lot more than that, but the basic gospel of the kingdom says Jesus Christ has come. The kingdom of God has actually broken in to this present reality. George Eldon Ladd says it like this, we are in the presence of the future. Basically, what he's saying is the kingdom to come, the fullness of the kingdom to come that will come with the return of Christ is actually in the end of the age is actually the new age that will come. The new heavens and the new earth has actually invaded this present evil age in the person of Jesus Christ and through those through whom are surrendered to him. So he's saying those who have surrendered to him, who have had their sins cleansed by him. They are rescued from this present evil age in the sense that that does not anymore have power over them, domination over them, control over them. That This evil age no longer is what influences them and, and comes over them. And, you know, he's saying that he has rescued us and brought the kingdom of God into this age right now, which is why we can cast out demons, why we can heal the sick why we can preach the gospel, why we can see the kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, because heaven has invaded earth in the person of Jesus Christ through Holy Spirit in every single believer, so that now we are ambassadors of the living God sent here to break the power of the enemy. And so we basically have this current age being invaded and we have the clash of two ages, the age of the evil one and the age of what is to come. And that we are now living in the tension, the clash, the battle um, of the two ages, of the two ways, which is basically the old age ruled by the enemy and the new age in the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that his his hand in this this the new age, the future age, is spreading and is breaking through in this current evil age to bring the power of the gospel, which is what the gospel of the kingdom is through redeemed, laid down lovers of God who are rebirthed and reborn. That's why you have to be born again, because you have to be born again into the new kingdom so that you may be set apart and be a light in darkness, which is exactly what we are. And I love how he says, according to the will of of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forevermore. Amen. Now, before we even go on to this next, to the basically, because it's a whole other thought, he begins to go into exactly why he's writing this letter and the perversion of the gospel. I just want everyone to know right now that right off, right off the bat, Paul affirms everything Jesus said, which is basically, we are rescued from this present evil age through faith. And that's the thing is it's our faith in believing that and standing on that, that we are set free. We are holy. We are perfect. We are set free because of the blood of Jesus given to us as a free gift. And it takes faith to believe that and actually walk in that takes even more faith to, to bow to that, to understand and enter into the love of God. So I want everyone to understand in this introduction to Galatians that 
This whole thing is predicated upon the kingdom of God breaking through in the power of the real gospel and taking us and rescuing us from the presence of this evil age and that each one of us has access to the kingdom of God through love, through faith, and Holy Spirit who now indwells us. And this is what takes faith, not to believe that you die and go to heaven, but to believe that you die to self, get reborn again as a new creation, and bring heaven to earth. That takes faith. And that is the message of the gospel of the kingdom. And that's what Paul is here to defend. He's going to go against, he's going to begin to address people who have come against the gospel of the kingdom, who have actually said and done and taught things that are in direct opposition to the gospel of the kingdom. And he's going to address that. He's going to call them out. He's going to establish the reality of the freedom and the liberty in Christ, which is exactly what I want to do for a generation is establish freedom and liberty in Christ so that all the joy, all the strength, all the prayer, all the glory, all the worship, all the everything can emanate and come forth from their hearts in a pure way that's rooted in the simple, glorious, untainted, unhindered, unfettered foundation of the gospel of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of the kingdom of God. So um, next time we will dive more into Galatians and what Paul's talking about, who he's addressing, and I guarantee you it will set you free. I will talk to you soon. All right, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to Unleash Ministries podcast. We pray you are blessed and encouraged by an encounter with the Father's love poured out through his word. If you would desire to bless this ministry financially, please visit www.unleashedchurch.org and click on the Give link. Thank you.